Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. If you've got a Bible, turn, turn with me real quickly. I promise you I'll preach this quick. Um, I don't have to worry about it. I probably won't have time for that. But um, Joel, Joel chapter 2, I want to share this, this message in Joel chapter 2 verse 12. It's a, it's a, it was a prophetic word that the prophet spoke out over the people at the time during a time of, of plague and locusts and, and, and they were going through craziness and it was really the judgment of God because of how they've been operating, what they've been living in. But I want to read from, it's a different version that I normally read, but from the message um, because I just like the way it worded it. The prophet came and spoke to Judah and it says in, in verse 12, or Judea, sorry, in, in verse 12, he said, but there's also this, but there is also this, it's not too late. It's not too late. I want to speak that over your life. It's not too late. No matter what you've gone through, what you've faced, it's not too late for God to turn it around and give you a breakthrough. It's not too late for your marriage. It's not too late for your family. It's not too late for your finances. He spoke it to them and said, it's not too late. God's personal message, come back to me and really mean it. Come fasting and weeping. Sorry for your sins. So speaking of a repentance, that's what we're doing when we fast. We're not doing it out of ritual or religion or, or a religious pride. It's, it's out of a repentant heart saying, Lord, we, we repent. God, we want to draw closer to you. Lord, come and do a, a work in me that moulds me and shapes me. Deal with the, with, the, with the garbage that I have in my life. He says, in verse 13, I like this. He says, change your life, not just your clothes. Come on, how many believe in you're going to have to change your clothes after all the weight you're about to lose in January? <laughs> Come on, I'm believing for that. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but what he's talking about there is when they would repent, it was a, an outward sign often in the Bible of brokenness. They would tear their clothes sometimes. And, and there's different stories of, of in the Bible where they would come and that, that, that they would weep before the Lord and it says that they would tear their clothes. What he's saying in here, he says, don't just give me, don't just tear your clothes. He's saying, don't just, I don't just want the outward expression of repentance. I want the heart. I want to see a heart that is repentant. He said, don't just change your life, not just your clothes. Come back to God. You're God and He's why. God is merciful. God is kind and merciful. He takes a deep breath, puts up with a lot. This most patient God, extravagant in love, always ready to cancel catastrophe. I like that, to cancel catastrophe. Who knows? Maybe He'll do it. Maybe He'll turn around and show pity. Maybe when all's said and done, there'll be blessings full and robust for your God. How many are believing for blessings full this year? I felt God speak it and uh, speak it to my heart. And, uh, and I'm telling you, I, I said it to the last service and uh, God stirred my heart to believe for stupid things this year. I love it when God speaks to me in a language that I understand, you know. Sometimes He's got to break it down for us so we catch it. But God spoke it to my heart and said, I want to believe for stupid blessing. What's stupid blessing? Stupid blessing is blessing that when it comes, you look at it and say, oh, this is just stupid. Come on, how many received that? I'm believing for that. We, because God spoke to me, we, we got a, we, we, we had been, we, we, we'd been sowing 
and uh, towards the end of last year, and and uh, and we got a phone call um, at the start of the year. We got we got a phone call about, and, and someone was telling me over the phone of of a blessing that we were about to get that was tenfold, tenfold to what we had sown, and that's the thought I had. I thought this is. I thought to myself, someone's someone's made a mistake. That's what I actually thought. I rang Caressa, and she was the same. She's like, what? She's like, are you serious? And then God spoke to me and said, believe for that this year. So I did. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to believe for that. So yesterday, I sowed a seed into someone. And, but within five minutes of sowing that seed, I re- someone gave me another, someone blessed me again, fivefold blessing. That's my son going out because he's about to go crazy. Fivefold blessing. Then, and so I prayed when that one came and I'm not trying to boast here my heart. I'm saying, this is stupid. It's stupid. And I was driving home to my house last night and, and I was saying, God, where, where's this coming from? And God spoke to me and said, this is my heart. And so in the last service, right, I was preaching this the last service and, and I said, let's believe for stupid things. Caressa comes in into this service and she sat down and leaned over and said, someone in the church in Georgia spoke to my mother-in-law in the service just gone and said, they want to bless us with a crazy amount of money. I looked at Chris just now during worship in this service. I said, are you serious? She said, yeah. I said, they're stupid, man. But you got to understand this is the heart of God because why, why does God want to do it? Because when God does it, right now I can get up here and I can say it's the glory of God and it's the goodness of God that He's pouring out so that we can bless others. I want to stir you church in 2017. I'm telling you, there's something on this. You need to believe God for stupid things, crazy things that don't make sense, things that baffle you, things that you cannot fit. Listen, beyond your imagination, beyond what you could imagine, the Bible says, you cannot wrap your head around what God is about to do in your life. That ought to get someone excited this morning. He's about to show up in your family like you could not believe. He's about to touch your business like you don't deserve. He's about to move in your family like you couldn't possibly organise. I'm telling you, it's the year for stupid things. Look at someone say, something stupid's about to happen to you. Stupid things. You'll remember this message. Pastor Ben told us to believe for stupid things. We're turning back. That's what we're doing during the fast. It says, return to me. Return to me. I had a, a, an illustration. I'm going to do it real quick. I want to show you because I want this to remember in, in your mind. When I was in, when I was, a, when, uh, before I did ministry, I was a built, I was in construction. And uh, some of you, that scares you because you think I'd hate to live in a house that Ben built. And, and what we would do is before, before you did anything in construction, before you were going to build a wall or before you were going to map out a house, the first thing that you would do in construction is you would run out what they call, what they call a string line or, or a plumb line. And what it was, was it was, a, it was an indicator of where you were heading. It was a, it was a plan. It was a strategy of where it was you were heading and what it is that you were about to do. No bricklayer would would come and begin laying brick and just start doing it. 
what the first thing they would do is that they would map out a plan and a strategy. And what can happen is sometimes in our life, we begin a year and, and we map out a strategy. We begin the year saying, these are the things that God has called me to do. We've got to understand that God has given us clear strategies that He has called us to live by in the Word of God. Strategies for success, if you like. Prayer strategies, Scriptures that He's giving you. And what can happen is we can start, maybe you started 2016 with this in mind, that this is what I'm going to do and, and this is how I'm going to live and, and I'm going to read my Word each and every day and I'm going to seek the Lord. Maybe you started 2016 saying, you know what, I'm going to dedicate my business to the Lord and, and, and we're going to operate like this and this is the way I'm going to think this year and this is what I'm going to declare this year. And, but then what can happen is throughout the year as we begin to build with a heart to keep in line with God's strategy, you lay the first block for the fast of January of 2016, the last fast, and it's in line with what God wants. It's in line with this plan. But then little bit by little bit, what can happen is as the year goes on, all of a sudden reading your Bible each and every day, it gets a bit hard. Praying and believing for things can get a bit hard after a while. And then little bit by little bit, we find as the year goes on and as, as we get a little bit busy and, and as we get caught up doing things, what happens is you see what can happen. We can deviate from the plan and the strategy that God has called us to live by. And what we're doing during this fast and the reason why I'm showing you this is I want you to keep this as a visual for you as you're fasting. What we're doing is we're turning back it says, return to me. We're returning back to the plan of purpose that God has said. When you turn back into God, you're, 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 you're realigning yourself with God's plan for your life. You're, you're turning back. You're saying, when you return to me, what it is, is you're saying, you're saying, God, it's not my plan anymore. God, it's not as Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, not my will, but your will be done. That's what's happening. It's, it's realigning with God's plan. The other thing that happens when we return to Him is we realise His protection. You're going to go through some things this year. I'm not prophesying it. It's just life. You're going to go through challenges. You're going to face some obstacles. But you need to know that if you are living in keeping with God's plan, if you're living in line with His purpose, the Bible says that every single thing that comes against you, it will not prosper. Which means that when you keep in line, you've got to realise this. If you stay in line with that, there is protection there. There's a covering there. I was talking to some people this week and, and, and I say this to young people. The Bible says that you need to honour your mother and father. Why? Because there's protection there. There's a covering. When you step outside of that covering, that's where you are susceptible and open to attack. What people do is people deviate from the Word of God and from the plan of God, get attacked by the enemy and then blame God. And God says, no, 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 you deviated from the strategy I gave you. What did you think was gonna happen? This protection, we've got to realise as you go through this year, and again, I'm declaring over you, whatever you face, it will not prosper. And I want someone to record, write that down and keep declaring it. It's not going to prosper. You're going to face some challenges, but it won't overcome you. It won't defeat you. It might be hard, but it's a season you're going to walk through and you're going to come through it victorious on the other side. It will not prosper. 
There's protection in God's plan. As we return to Him, what it is, is not not only are we realising His protection, but we're relocating to His presence. We're relocating our lives this year to live in the presence of God each and every day that we're going to experience His presence. Moses valued the presence of God so much that when God spoke to him about him going back to Egypt, he prayed to God and he said, God, if your presence does not go with me, don't send me. My prayer for us is that this year, that that would be our prayer, that we would say, Lord, I'm not going to do this unless you're surrounding me. I'm not going to go to work today. I'm not going to go to school today. I'm not going to go to college today. I'm not doing anything unless your presence surrounds me. It's relocating to the presence of God as we return to Him. Not only are we relocating to His presence, but we're refocusing on His principles. Refocusing on the principles of God, on on the Word of God again. We are in a, a seasoned church where we need to be people that know and live the Word of God. How many know the Word of God sometimes is hard? Six people want to be honest. It sometimes is difficult. James talks about the Word of God being like a mirror. What it is, is it's a mirror that represents and, and reflects rather. It's a mirror that reflects what's really going on. You ever go out in the day and you think you look good? You know, you get dressed and you think you're looking good. And you're walking around all fly and you've got all this confidence until you see a mirror. And you realise you've got something on your face, your fly's undone or, you know. It's a little bit like, I don't know about you, but for me, my life sometimes, you know, we can get a bit proud and we think we got this and we think we're doing good. And then we get in the Word of God and it humbles us and we look at it and say, man. Jesus, it says that I need to forgive. It says that God won't hear my prayers. Word of God says if you don't, He won't hear your prayers if you've got bitterness in your heart towards someone else. Man, that hits you and think, man, I've got to deal with that. It's the Word of God. Getting it, relocating it, and it's a, it's a refocusing on the principles of God. That in 2 Kings 22, there's an amazing story of Josiah. He led the people in some refocusing on the Word of God. They had deviated so far from the Word of God that idols worship had come in and craziness had come in. And the Bible said that when Josiah read the Word of God, it said he was so wrought with hurt, with bitterness and brokenness rather in his heart. Again, the Bible said he tore his clothes and there was weeping before God because he had deviated from the Word of God. That needs to be our heart as a people that we say, God, we repent for living outside of Your Word, living outside of what it is that You're saying. We've got to be people that live by the Word of God. The Bible says that we need to speak truth in love. But truth and love, they go together. We've got to know what it is to live by the Word of God. So it's a refocusing on that. The other thing that it is, is we return to Him. Not only are we refocusing on His principles, But I want you to do this during this fast. I want you to remember His promises. Remember the promise of God for your family. Some of you, the reason why there is such doubt and discouragement in regard to your family is you've forgotten what God has said. 
What did God speak to you? What is the promises of God? That's why it's hand in hand with knowing His Word because His Word is full of His promises and the promises of God, the Bible says, are yes and amen. That your family would be blessed, that your family would be saved. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Is that a promise that you've accepted and taken and taken on for your life saying, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. If you take that on for your household, then that's a promise that you can stand on. Don't, don't forget God's promises. Don't get so caught up in the challenges that you're facing that you've forgotten that God told you that you were gonna be blessed. Don't get so caught up in the difficulty of your, in your health that you've forgotten the promise that by His stripes, you're healed. Don't get so caught up in, the, in, in what you're dealing with in your mind and the, and the torment in your mind because the Bible says, whom the Son sets free will be free indeed. That's a promise. You've got to, we've got to remind ourselves when we get in the presence of God, that's what we're doing. It's a reminder. You get in the presence of God as you're fasting and God will begin to speak those reminders. Remember, I said this, I spoke this out over your life. I think of, you know, our son, as I said, he's, he's five weeks old. And as, I, as I walk him around the house, nursing him and praying over him, God speaks to me and these things that I'm declaring over his life, promises that God has given us, that he's going to be man of God, that he's not going to stray from the things of God, that he's going to serve the Lord all the days of his life, that he's going to be a, a carrier of the presence of God, that he's going to be a worshipper, that he's going to be a bringer of light, that he's going to be a leader, that he's going to carry an anointing for breakthrough, that he's going to take new ground. These are promises. And some of you as parents, you had those same things. But now, maybe the kids have gotten caught up in a wrong group of friends. Maybe they've gone down a road of addiction. Maybe they've run from God, they're backslidden. And you might say, well, Ben, that's great. You don't know how crazy it is. I wanna ask you this. What was the promise God gave you? And all you need to do to stir your faith again is just remember the promises of God over your life. Remember what God spoke to your heart that they were gonna be. And you declare that out over their life, declare that Word of God. And it says when the Word goes out, it'll do what it set out to do. It's not coming back void or empty. You gotta remember. Remember what the promises of God are for your life. The other thing, and I'm going to wrap up. But the other thing as we return to Him, it's, it's, it's a refining of His people. In the presence of God as we fast, the Bible talks about being refined in fire. That we can get in the presence of God as we fast and say, Lord, I want to ask you as you fast, that you would get with God when you fast and say, Lord, would you come? Would you do a work in my heart? It's not just about you changing my situation. I ask God that you would change me. I got, listen, I got some things in my heart. I got some, some stuff that I need to work through that I need the Lord to come and refine me. I'm telling you, church, one of the greatest catalysts for revival across history has been people that are repentant before God. People that humble themselves before God and say, God, would you forgive us? 
Forgive us from running from You at times. Forgive us for the things that we allow in our heart and in our thinking. Forgive us for our doubt and unbelief. Forgive us for our gossiping and our bickering and all of the things that we hold against one another. Forgive us for hating our brother and hating our sister. Forgive us, Lord, for lashing out at times. Come and do a work. Soften my heart, Lord. It's a refining, saying, Lord, would You mould me? Lord, help me to be more like You. Because Jesus Christ is the standard. The Bible says if we're talking about a string line, it talks about in the Word of God, it talks about where He talks about, Peter talks about Jesus Christ being the cornerstone. And what they're talking about is Jesus Christ being the standard. Because when they would lay a cornerstone, when they would build a house, they would put that cornerstone and everything else was measured off that point. Jesus Christ is the standard. You don't measure yourself on anyone else. You don't measure yourself up against your friend, your spouse, your mother, your father, your pastor, your leader, your boss, your teacher. You measure yourself and you look at Jesus and say, Lord, You are the standard. Help me. Help me to be more like You. Help do a work in my heart so so that I can carry more of that same love that You carried. Do a work in me that that I would carry so much of Jesus. It's what I love about Jesus is He didn't have to tell people they had to change. He didn't have to speak to sin. What He carried upon Him was so great that it brought people. It was that love that brought people to that place of repentance. And the problem has been, I believe in the church for so long is we've been lashing out at so many people in judgment and condemnation, not walking in enough love and and that allows the conviction of the Holy Spirit. What could God do in Orange County if we all made a decision? Listen, I'm telling you, give give Him 21 days. And make a decision to hunger after Him like you have never done before in your life. What would God do in Orange County if we had the thousands of people that come to this church for 21 days said, I'm going to walk like that. I'm going to carry that same love. I'm going to desire the Lord. How many people could we reach and transform? How many schools and workplaces and communities and colleges could we see turned around to the glory of God if we understood that we're meant to be what Jesus was? I want to stir you as we fast. Allow His presence to refine you. And lastly, if you walk in these things I'm talking about, if you walk this this map, this blueprint, if you like, this plan that the Lord is speaking to us, you will get to a place, it will lead to a place where you receive the provision of God. It'll unlock, it'll unlock increase because what God will do is God will look at you and say, you know what? If they're doing that, if I look and I can see they're hungering after me, I can trust them with the provision. The Bible says, seek first the Kingdom of God and then all of these things will be added unto you. 
Could it be that the breakthrough that you're believing for is wrapped up in you depending and trusting in Him and walk in the plan that God has for you? I'm telling you, 2017 is the year of breaking through. It's the year of new ground. It's the year of new territory. It's the year of stepping out of the challenges that you face in 16 and that you dealt with. You're about to break through and leave those challenges and difficulties and battles behind you and step into new ground and new territory that God has in front of you. Right across this room, let's all stand to our feet. I'm going to close. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed. 